it's really important to just invest in yourself and yeah this is your life at the end of the day we only have one chance try and enjoy it and make the most of it welcome to the brown don't frown podcast with your host tanya hardcastle we're here to engage in a thoroughly inclusive conversation with women from different backgrounds shaped by our cultural racial and social experiences we share our stories I'm joined here this evening by the lovely Hanita. Welcome to our show. Thank you for inviting me to the show. So today's topic is self-acceptance and how we value ourselves as women in society given this overbearing social media, capitalistic, advertising everywhere age. From my perspective, what I see is this constant need to want approval and to feel accepted and to feel wanted and to feel popular and I guess our conversation is going to sort of centre around that today. Before we do delve into the nitty-gritty stuff, I guess we can talk a bit more about your background. And I guess that might inform some of the listeners about why you feel a certain way and how you value yourself and how it's shaped uh, who you are as a person. Uh, so my understanding that your mother's Indian, is that right? Yeah, my mum's Indian and my dad's Scottish. Up in England. You grew up in England. Growing up, did you ever feel accepted by both your English and Scottish heritage, or would you say there was more of one over the other? I think I was closer to my dad's side because I'm just closer to them, see them more often. Okay. And obviously, because I'm living in the UK and... I'm already more inclined towards that culture because I'm more exposed to it on a daily basis. So I was less um, exposed to my Indian yeah. culture, but because I've been less exposed to it, I'm more interested in it and I want to learn more, more about, about it. it. Yeah, that's only natural, isn't it? Being inquisitive about the second culture. I mean, I'm quite similar with my Bengali culture as well because growing up, I'd obviously exposed to both British culture and um, Bengali culture. And a lot of the time, it was quite frustrating, I think, for my family because they wanted me to be a lot more traditional than I was uh, or wanted to be. Um, and I think now that I'm an adult, they're a lot more accepting and they're a lot more um, lenient on my actions. And, and rightly so, obviously, I'm an adult now, but there are sometimes situations where I feel like I do get a bit of pressure and again, that, that leads me to challenge my own self-worth and whether or not I'm accepted, not only by, you know, the wider British society, but also by my Bengali family and, and by the traditions which they hold very, very important to themselves. Um, so again, that really sometimes makes me question my own identity and whether I am accepted by both both sides. I don't know if you get the, the same thing or do you, do you feel like you're quite indifferent to it? Yeah, um... So, like, when I'm with my Indian family, I feel like I'm the white person. Yeah. When I'm with my white family, I feel like I'm not totally them. But I think with with everything, you have to look at the positives. And I would much prefer to be from two different cultures because I feel like you get a lot more exposure to different things. And I love learning about other people's cultures because I've, I've come from two different cultures. Yeah. And I think it's just more interesting yeah absolutely makes makes life a lot more varied doesn't it you mentioned before I mean obviously I know you very well but you mentioned growing up in Luton and what was that like did you ever feel like you didn't fit in with uh people you went to school with I never was part of like the popular crowd right but um I've always had like a really solid group of friends throughout all of my childhood and school so I'm really fortunate for them yeah 
I think because I am mixed race and I'm not like really dark or anything like that I never feel... felt left out or different okay um, but I would I always would have liked to have seen a bit more variation in my school okay because it was mainly white people right did you ever feel like you were racially victimized or not only really? once only when once. I was really young at, at like lower school and I remember how I felt at right. that time yes and did you feel like a sense of did you still continue to feel a sense of belonging to your surroundings or did you feel like a bit of an outsider once you heard that comment made about you I love who I am and I'm <laughs> don't of, care what other people think I'm proud of being Scottish and Indian like I love it so yeah I mean during which period in your life would you say you felt the least worthy because I remember when I was a teenager I honestly feel like I had maybe not necessarily the words lack of self-respect but I was definitely very rebellious because I guess there was that constant need to feel accepted by wider society yeah I think when you're younger because obviously everything is new to you and you're learning things I remember when I was really young and I'm introverted and I remember saying to myself just speak just speak why don't you speak why are you not loud like everyone else yeah and that was before I even know knew what the word introvert meant. Right. So I thought, why am I why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why can I actually not just speak up? And only from like obviously maturing and getting older, mm. now I realise that who I am, and I'm proud of who I am. And I think that that feeling definitely comes as you get older and older. Certainly for me, like every, with every year. I feel like I get more confident and there are always like setbacks but I think overall if I looked if I compared my 16 year old self to myself today they're completely different and perhaps that was shaped by the fact that I went to a, a school in Teesside in North Yorkshire which was completely isolated and sort of cut off from the rest of maybe what you'd call the metropolitan elite nowadays um, and having spent most of my childhood having been born in London and growing up in London, I had a complete contrast, complete change, that diverse culture I was exposed to, to a very white, very isolated um, surrounding. Uh, And I was the only non-white kid in my school. My brother was the only non-white in his year as well. And that had quite quite an an impact. And it it still, even today, I think shapes a lot of my views because I honestly felt like, you know, I didn't belong. And I wanted to fit in. And there was one particular incident. I think it was like week two into this, you know, I was in like year, I joined in year nine. uh, And someone spat chewing gum in my hair. And I literally went throughout the entire day not realising until someone pointed out, like maybe in the last lesson, that I had chewing gum stuck in my hair. And I knew for a fact that was an act of subtle racism. Um, Just because I was different. Just because of the way I was treated by a lot of people, like sniggering comments, I had people um, looking at me in a funny way, and my brother got it a lot worse than me, and maybe because he was he was a guy, but he he got called some very racist names, got called the n word a few times. How did you guys deal with it? Well, for me, I guess I just tried to, tried to fit in, so I tried to make friends with loads of people, but I still felt like an outsider all the time. My brother, on the other hand became very popular but he became very popular by being very rowdy and very loud you know obnoxious and he was very notorious amongst like the teachers and the faculty for being like very loud and boisterous and I think he did that because he wanted to fit in and he sort of covered his own insecurities of being the only non-white kid 
in school um, but he got bullied a lot more than I did and he also got a lot of indirect racism from the actual staff at one point I think in English class he had to read out a po- poem you know the poem that you study for um, GCSE called Halfcast um, and she made him read a certain line again and again and again to the point where he started crying and he had to leave quite a defining moment in his life and since then like he's got some really good friends up north but he's got some very reserved views about the northeast like he hates going back because our parents still live there and he just doesn't like going back because it probably brings like memories for him doing stuff like that from him maybe I didn't have it so bad but again that questioned my own identity and my own self-worth and I thought oh why am I not you know I, sh- I need to be more white I need to fit in and therefore I started like drinking going out um, just to try and fit in basically and I look back on it and I think oh my goodness I can't believe I tried to conform during which period in your life would you say you felt the least worthy the least confident I think as I mentioned when I was really young after my Um, last relationship I really felt that I would never be happy in life and that I'd ruined my life and how old are you then mid-20s okay that was a low point because I thought I'd never be happy and that everyone else could overcome their problems but but I couldn't so that was really like really kind of like sad around the same time started to learn more about religion and that really was a turning point in my life really? and changed my life for the better gave me something to understand why I'm here and sense of purpose. everything is going to be okay a guide in my life where maybe a guide was missing so for me I think looking back at that when you do go through low points if you get through it you actually realize that you needed that low point to get to where you are today. Yeah, that leads me on to my next question, but you might have already answered it. I mean, in your experience, what would you say has been the key to finding your self-worth and accepting yourself for who you are? Would you say it's religion, as you mentioned, or yeah, anything else? Yeah, I would else? probably say religion, um, because you just learn so much about life and yeah. everything to do with life and like your purpose and you know that everything's going to be okay and that everything happens for a reason put your trust in in god um when you say religion do you mean any particular or do you just mean spirituality i went to brownies growing up so that was in a church so we'd like go to church sometimes and we used to read hymns in assembly at school right and i'd i enjoy going to church on christmas eve but that was pretty much it. I actually didn't understand what religion was about. I thought they were made up it's stories. A cultural thing for you then. Yeah. Um, my family are not religious at all. Um, but I kind of did learn more about spirituality and those kind of things. Um, I think probably going to uni and those kind of things exposed me to that. And when I heard about religion, in particular Islam, that's when it made sense to me, like it made sense that the things that I was learning from spirituality and the things that I was hearing about Islam, that it's all part of the same thing. Okay. So that was like a great so realisation you say, like, me. Yeah, like it came full circle. Yeah, it was like, wow, this makes so much sense. So that's really cool. And I think for me in my life, like I always want to know like what is the meaning of what life. What is the meaning? The existential question. Yeah, like the deeper meaning of why we're here and not just like thinking about life like oh my friends my family work socializing but more like deeper meaning I just find that really interesting deeper meaning yeah absolutely I mean we can get so easily bogged down with work and like 
the everyday mundane tasks that we actually sometimes forget to just sit down and have a think of ourselves maybe and just deeper thoughts and it sounds very cliche and very typical but you know why are we here what are we doing here exactly. what's our ultimate goal what's our ultimate purpose and those sort of questions I think definitely feed into ideas of self self-acceptance and feeling worthy um, and again I think that's just because as human beings we do have a moral compass and we do have a conscience and we do want to do good things you know we don't want to be involved in negativity or sadness or anything that's dark or mean-spirited you want to have a, you know, a fulfilling life and a lot of the time that means doing good things for other people making people feel good about themselves and that in turn sort of bounces off and you feel good about yourself as well exactly yeah. like with religion it teaches you to be a good person and that for me is like amazing because it's things that maybe you do and then it's not until you understand why religion says you shouldn't do something you're like wow yeah that makes sense that was quite an enlightening moment for you then when you thought this all makes sense to me now there is I guess that's like a a fundamental question about faith and whether or not you believe in a higher order yeah exactly Um, and would you say that sort of grounded you and made you feel like you're accepted and you're worthy well I think every day you are striving to be a better person and I wouldn't say that I'm at this amazing place in my life right now because I'm not right and I think life is just full of ups and downs it's just like getting through it and I think for me religion is that safe place where if you are having a bad time you've got something there to help you through it which is so good because if you look at so many people these days now I know the stuff about religion I'm just like wow if these people knew what I've learned maybe it could help them get through these bad times in today's like the society that we live in and um, it's quite superficial not a lot of people are religious no they're not yeah and I feel like maybe if people did start to learn about these kind of things it would really help them with issues that we have today yeah I think a lot of the time again it's going to sound very like cliche and typical but this whole thing about finding yourself and finding that deeper meaning and people seem to do a lot of soul searching and whether that's at the end of a bottle or going out clubbing or just going traveling you know being in lots of very unmeaningful relationships to try and find out who you are you know a lot of the time it's not about searching for someone else searching for something it's about literally just knowing who you are exactly and actually humans we all die nothing we don't last forever so ultimately um that's going to lead to sadness because my partner may leave me or die or something so does that feeling of insecurity and that fear of losing someone yeah that sort of anxiety would you say that sort of eats into someone's feeling of I'm accepted I'm worthy because you feel like oh I always need to have someone with me to, to feel secure yeah I feel like a lot of um things that people go through today like feeling like they have to find the one or have to have a partner or in order to feel accepted yeah when actually for me having God in my life that's kind of replaced that um feel that and the best thing about that is that God will always be there whereas a person may not so I think yeah that's something that's helped me as well yeah, I mean, I've so I have a, have a Muslim family, um, not very traditional, but we did all the um, all the traditional things. So, for example, celebrating Eid, praying, doing community events, things like that. And I, I actually ended up reading the Quran when I was about 
eight, I think. I finished reading it um, in Arabic, of course. So I didn't really actually understand a lot of what I was I was reading, but I got a few bits and bobs, I think, here and there. Just going back to the whole religion thing, like, I've not been particularly religious since go- growing up. When I was younger, I think it was more of a sort of cultural and appeasement thing for my family. And again, it's because I wanted to feel, you know, appreciated and accepted by my family. But I was also very intrigued by religion as a concept. I think as I get older, I do sort of delve back into it now and again. But I'd say overall, my current sort of stance on it is is I'm quite neutral and I'm quite secular in my view. Another thing that that really sort of struck out to me is the fact that we're not here forever. You know, we are, we do have an expiry date. We are all going to die eventually. And I think a lot of people are so scared of that concept of death that they always want something to hold on to something that will tell them oh there is something after death you are going to continue on your soul is going to continue there's a heaven and there's a hell I guess I'm just a firm believer of the, of the fact that I think everything happens for a reason um, and I and the older I get the more I realize I actually believe in karma I think you know if you get what you put in and if you're nice and if you're good you get it back when you were younger you had quite a different sort of sense of life didn't you you were used to go out quite a lot used to party things like that and that's completely changed and you were more about the light-heartedness of life I was loving life then like really the best time of my life then yeah because I didn't have a care in the world I was young yeah yeah happy loving life absolutely really yeah so what so, so what do you what would you say what really entertained you back then and is it something you do now I mean, I literally remember some days and I'd say to myself, oh my gosh, I am so happy. Really? Yeah. And was that, do you reckon, like, being surrounded by loads of people or socialising or, like, doing, you know, going to certain events? So that was probably around the time I was at uni. And I think at uni, like, obviously you're not living at home. Yeah. You're living with your friends. And the great thing about where I went to uni is that, well, probably most people when they go to uni it's like a proper community feel like you walk out the house and it's a little bubble isn't it yeah you see people that you know you're like hi 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 <laughs> you go out there's like a hundred people that you know so it's it's just such a nice feeling you feel like you know loads of people and everyone's nice yeah and- I mean did you feel like compared to school I feel like for me uni was a, a place where you could literally be yourself like you could be unique yeah and exactly. in school it was the opposite exactly at uni you you find people that are just like you yeah and it's yeah I think you're right you suddenly feel accepted and you want to be different and you're proud to be different exactly um the people the friends that I made at uni are like so like so close. yeah really close to me um yeah. but it wasn't even just at uni obviously when you go to uni you have like three months summer holiday yes so I just go traveling for those whole three months and again those were like my happiest moments because you're just submerged into a completely different culture and environment and you're not working you don't have any like cares and yeah it's just and an amazing it, experience it, yeah yeah, and, and you it, learn so much about yourself and you become really confident in yourself and I was saying to um, my manager at work the other day that I feel like I'm not as confident as I was really? and I feel like I feel in life there's like ups I said ups and downs yeah. sometimes you'll feel really confident other times you won't as much Absolutely. and my manager said to me well maybe that's because you're not 
happy where you are right now that's why you're not feeling as confident whereas if you were doing something that you loved you'd maybe be more confident which I thought was interesting I suppose they sort of link together don't they being passionate about something and you know being really enthusiastic and loving what you do sort of boosts your own morale and then in turn boosts your confidence and you feel happier exactly so maybe that's and it just makes me realize that how important it is like to do things that you love yeah so now that I'm working most of your time is spent working or sleeping or like traveling making food so you don't have much time for yourself no um but I've only recently found out that you actually need to find a hobby like go to the gym join a sports club join an arts club do something like that start making podcasts just do something (laughs) something meaningful something meaningful something that develops you something that's not like effort for you like work and that gives you again like another purpose in life and it makes you excited about life and um I've been doing that for like the past month and that all of a sudden I suddenly feel like really excited about life you feel energized yeah exactly so I think it's really important to just invest in yourself and yeah this is your life at the end of the day we only have one chance try and enjoy it and make the most of it and yeah I think I mean if you were to give someone fresh out of uni you know feeling all excited and jubilant and hopeful about life and they were questioning their self-acceptance and their worthiness. I mean, what is the one thing do you reckon you'd say to them? Don't forget that confidence and love for life that you had because don't let the world dull your your senses. Um, remember those feelings of joy and all those passions that you had and all those things you aspired to do and don't give up on them. Yeah. Because when I went travelling to Central America in 2014... Yeah. I was literally like, wow, I want to live in the jungle. I want to build a house in the jungle one day because this is just paradise. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you want to live anywhere else when you can live in this, like, amazing place? Now I've been working in an office for, like, three years. Oh, no. and I know. Tell me about it. almost forgot about that dream. Yes. Like, like no, I said I was going to do that. And yeah. don't let this life make you forget about those dreams. Also, when I was speaking to somebody about this, they said, well, this is nothing yet. Wait until you have children. Then you really can't do those things that you wanted to do. There's a whole new so meaning, yeah. we, right now, the position of not yeah. having any children and responsibility in that sense or, like, bought a house yet. Make the most of it. We should definitely be doing those things that we want to do because you really will be tied down when you have responsibilities like that people both of us in our mid-20s I mean I'd say I'm pretty happy where I am I think the one thing that really grounds me and gives me that sense of purpose and that feeling of self-acceptance is that I've stopped comparing myself to other people and I think that's so important because as soon as you start doing that you think oh this person's done this why am I not doing this those sorts of sentiments are so negative and so detrimental to your self-acceptance and happiness I genuinely just feel so much better about myself I don't know if it's something that you've done or if you have any other methods or yeah I think at the end of the day we're all humans no one is perfect and when you look at someone you may judge them and again that's a normal thing to do but if you get to know them as a person you'll understand there's always reasons for why someone is like the way they are and it's at the end of the day we 
all were babies when we were born and you know we we're taught everything and And you can't blame anyone you really can't because it that everyone's a product of their environment absolutely and I think it's it's just having that understanding of others and just having that awareness yeah and not feeling that you're better than anyone because you're not absolutely not Um, and ultimately I think that is what self-acceptance is about yeah I think self-acceptance for me is just like really understanding who you are what you like what you don't like and your personality and just spending time alone and learning to say no yeah if you don't like something exactly just be like I'm not interested exactly and um unlearning things <laughs> and relearning yeah because yeah, yeah. obviously for us whatever we were taught when we were younger we therefore think that's normal but well, actually no. as you grow older you realize no that's not right so we have to unlearn yeah. and relearn stop yourself from being so fixated on something have a critical eye for everything hope you enjoyed the very deep conversation we've just had it was actually intended to be quite light-hearted and informal but I think it ended up being quite intensive for both of us but it's been really enjoyable nonetheless yeah I hope you've enjoyed you it as well much. you're very welcome thank you for, for your time and for joining us thank you for listening to brown don't frown podcast if today's discussion interested you or you want to share your story we'd love to hear from you You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Brown Don't Frown Podcast and on Twitter at BDF Podcast. You can also reach me on my blog at tanyasweeklydose.com. Join the conversation using the hashtag Brown Don't Frown Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe. Thank you.